More now on the landmark ruling in the High Court this morning that the Duke of Sussex has been awarded £140,000 after bringing a High Court phone hacking claim against Mirror Group newspapers. The High Court judge has ruled that 15 out of 33 stories were the product of phone hacking or the product of other unlawful information gathering. Well, the Mirror Group lawyers at the time rejected the allegations as entirely speculative, uh, but they have issued a statement uh, this morning saying we welcome today's judgment that gives the business the necessary clarity to move forward. And where historical wrongdoing took place, we apologize unreservedly. Well, the judge's ruling was expected to extend to more than 100 detailed pages, but we have had a reaction on the court steps from the lawyer representing the Duke of Sussex, David Sherborne, let's have a listen. As will now be clear, Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, is unable to be present today due to the short notice which was given of the hearing. However, he's prepared a statement on this momentous win, which I will now share on his behalf. Today is a great day for truth as well as accountability. The court has ruled that unlawful and criminal activities were carried out at all three Mirror Group newspaper titles, The Mirror, The Sunday Mirror and The People, on a habitual and widespread basis for over more than a decade. I'd like to thank my legal team for so successfully dismantling the sworn testimony of Mirror Group's senior executives, legal department and journalists who at least turned up to court, unlike their colleagues who were perhaps too afraid to do so. This case is not just about hacking. It is about a systemic practice of unlawful and appalling behaviour, followed by cover-ups and destruction of evidence, the shocking scale of which can only be revealed through these proceedings. The court has found that Mirror Group's principal board directors, their legal department, senior executives and editors such as Piers Morgan clearly knew about or were involved in these illegal activities. Between them, they even went as far as lying under oath to Parliament during the Leveson inquiry, to the Stock Exchange and to us all ever since. The journey to justice can be a slow and painful one, and since bringing my claim almost five years ago, defamatory stories and intimidating tactics have been deployed against me and at my family's expense. And so, as I too have learned through this process, patience is in fact a virtue, especially in the face of vendetta journalism. I hope that the court's findings will serve as a warning to all media organisations who have employed these practices and then similarly lied about them. Mirror Group's actions were so calculated and misleading that their pattern of destroying evidence and concealing their unlawful behaviour continued into the litigation itself and, as the judge has ruled, even to this day. I am happy to have won the case, especially given that this trial only looked at a quarter of my entire claim. Even on just that, it is clear Mirror Group's persistent attempts to suggest that my claim was, to quote their counsel, fantastical, in the realms of total speculation, 
and there was simply no evidence at all to suggest I was hacked. Zilch, zero, nil, nada, niente, absolutely nothing. All of that was total nonsense and was used maliciously to attack my character and credibility. However, as Mirror Group intended, those hollow sound bites were blasted across front pages and across online platforms and into the next day's morning television shows. The court has in fact confirmed that all four claimants were subjected to voicemail interception and unlawful information gathering, but no one would have believed that was the case given how this trial was covered in the UK. My commitment to seeing this case through is based on my belief in our need and collective right to a free and honest press, and one which is properly accountable when necessary. That is what we need in Britain and across the globe. Anything else is poisoning the well for a profession we all depend on. The acts listed in this judgment are prime examples of what happens when the power of the press is abused. I respectfully call upon the authorities, the financial regulator, the stock market who were deliberately deceived by Mirror Group, and indeed the Metropolitan Police and prosecuting authorities to do their duty for the British public and to investigate bringing charges against the company and those who have broken the law. Today's ruling is vindicating and affirming. I've been told that slaying dragons will get you burned, but in light of today's victory and the importance of what is doing what is needed for a free and honest press, it is a worthwhile price to pay. The mission continues. Thank you very much. That was uh, David Sherbourne there, the lawyer acting for Prince Harry, reading out a statement and reaction uh, to this uh, case. Uh, live now to our Home Affairs correspondent, Tom Simons, who's outside the Royal Courts of Justice in London. Uh, and Tom, the judge said there was extensive phone hacking uh, in his ruling. Uh, and even to some extent, he said, during the Leveson inquiry into media standards. So he's really quite a strong statement there about what was going on. Absolutely. Um, people will remember that public inquiry back in 2011-2012 when this was really the topic of the inquiry is what journalists and private investigators were doing unlawfully and uh, he's now saying this judge that during that period uh, newspaper journalists were commissioning people to do unlawful things possibly while the Leveson inquiry was on the television screens in their newsroom. And I think we also have to talk about the findings here about Piers Morgan, the former uh, Daily Mirror editor between 1995 and 2004. The judge has found, and we're still getting through this, but the judge has found that Piers Morgan knew about phone hacking and was involved when he was editor of the Daily Mirror. Uh, he said that evidence about Mr Morgan's involvement was credible and had not been countered uh, by uh, the Mirror Group's barristers in court. I'll give you a quick idea of what that evidence was. Uh, there was a, uh, a now an author, but then an intern, Omid Scobie, who said that uh, he saw Piers Morgan discussing uh, the possibility that a story about uh, Kylie Minogue, the singer, uh, had been obtained uh, through phone hacking. Another witness gave evidence that Piers Morgan had told the chief executive of BT at a lunch that he should be careful to tell his customers to change their PIN numbers because otherwise journalists could get into their phone 
email messages. Um, there was a story about Paul McCartney uh, and uh, uh, Piers Morgan, uh, the court heard, uh, playing a tape in the newsroom of uh, Paul McCartney's messages to his then partner Heather Mills um, and, uh, and suggesting that had somehow been illicitly obtained. And then finally, a really important story, a story about Prince Michael of Kent, which the newspaper, the Daily Mirror, front page story, Prince's bank crisis about his uh, debt problems. And that story, it was alleged, was obtained by private investigators. Uh, and uh, Piers Morgan is alleged to have known all about that. And eventually the newspaper dropped, its, uh, dropped the story, effectively rode back on the story and uh, settled a case out of court. So all of that, the judge is saying, had a serious impact in his decision decision-making about Piers Morgan's knowledge and involvement. Um, let's come back to Matt. Matt, that, those findings about Piers Morgan will be quite controversial, won't they? Oh, they will be controversial. I mean, Piers Morgan has previously admitted that he knew about phone hacking. He says that he never instructed anyone to hack a phone. But the judgments are pretty damning in that they point to several occasions where um, it is thought that Piers Morgan knew about the, the phone hacking that was going on in relation to uh, Prince Harry and some of the others here today. And, and actually, uh, Piers, uh, Piers Morgan did tell Amal Rajan uh, in an interview with the BBC earlier this year I never hacked a phone, I wouldn't know how to, I never told anyone to hack a phone, but crucially he said that he couldn't be sure that there had never been a story in his newspaper that had been obtained in this sort of unlawful way. Yeah, I mean, and we found today that there were clearly numerous articles um, that were the product of either voicemail interception or other forms of unlawful information gathering. Um, and that's been, you know, it's a damning judgment for the Mirror and it's the judgment that Harry's dreamed of, really. Matt, I'm going to let you go in a sec, but just give me your final upsum of how big a victory you think this is for those, not just Prince Harry, but those campaigners who will also be considering legal actions against newspapers. That's right. I mean, Harry came here today to show that um, there was voicemail interception in relation to him, his friends and his loved ones, um, and other unlawful, unlawful forms of information gathering. He's come here and he's done that. Um, the, the number of articles that he's proved it in relation to is by the by, really. Um, he's been awarded a significant amount of damages, and that will no doubt encourage the hundred plus others who are lined up waiting to bring a claim against the mirror. Matt Gill, thank you very much. Matt Gill, who's a media disputes lawyer at Howard Kennedy, thank you very much for helping us out with uh, understanding all of this legal process today. Uh, that's it from the courts. Uh, no doubt there will be people in the media industry and in the legal industry digesting this judgment today, a highly significant judgment. It's very unusual to have a trial, very unusual to have a judgment like this at the end of a trial, and many cases, one imagines, in the future will rest on it. Back to you. Tom Simons, thank you very much indeed.